trying to say is that you are trying to land this client and so you want to make sure you are welcoming and you're inviting to them and really explain to them and spending the time for them to kind of get to know you and what it will be like working with you. So I feel like that's the first thing. Your introduction is everything because it then kind of tells what the experience is going to be like once you continue on and if you get to... You're listening to Creators Conversations that features dope creatives, innovators, and leaders from around the world, giving their perspective on life, pivots, and everything in between. I'm your host, Lacey McKinney, so let's get into it. Hey, hey, so I am back with another episode of Creators Conversations. I came up with this and and I have a little backstory for you. And so we'll kind of go through that. But I was just thinking this morning and finally get some things accomplished. And so I'm talking about my house. And I know that's totally different from our normal conversations um, on the episodes. But I had to talk about this. And mind you, I am going somewhere. It's not going to be rambling. But I feel like I have to tell you a story before we really get into uh, the pointer of this podcast. And so I've been working on my house and I I purchased my house back when I was 25. And I'm not going to tell you my age. However, um, that was many uh, years ago, but I purchased it. um, During that time, I was a single parent. Um, I had a son. Um, He was five at the time. Um, So we purchased the house, um, moved in. Everything was going great. You know, I I was um, at that time, uh, working full time. I was working on um, two master's degrees. And so I'll get into that another time, another day, another story. But I was working on two master's degrees, finished all that, graduated all of that. And so I really had, you know, just thinking as, you know, living in my house and everything else and, and us, you know, him growing, going through school and all of that, you know, how can I utilize this property to be able to um, build generational wealth? And so that's when I started to say, you know what, I've been here for a while. I have equity, you know, in this house. I want, you know, something different. I want something more, uh, more space, those type of things. You know, what can I do? So, of course, I went in, um, did the equity thing, um, you know, got got uh, refinanced, got, you know, some money. Uh, from that. And so I said, Hey, you know what? I want to redo the house, do some updates and everything else to eventually turn this into a rental property and then turn this into a property that my son can have, you know, once he's ready for it. So I went out um, searching for um, contractors, general contractors that could kind of do the work. And so um, I reached out to a couple of people and I'm going to say, these were people that were uh, referred to me uh, people I sourced myself, um, going to Home Depot and also getting cards, those type of things. So I run the gamut of how I found these individuals, but the type of person I am being in a business, entrepreneur, professional world, you know, I want to sit down with you. I want to kind of talk about my ideas. I want you to share your services, what you can offer, you know, and give me a price uh, uh, for the uh, scope of work that I'm asking for. And lo and behold, <laughs> Working with so many people, and I want to say I've talked to over 10 contractors about doing work, you know, in the house. And it wasn't major work, so I'm not trying to tear down walls or anything else. I just want to refresh it, you know, from purchasing my house so many years ago. It's time to update, you know. So I want to, you know, go into the bathroom and and put some new fixtures in and, you know, new tub, painting, 
um, do update the kitchen, flooring, all of that type of stuff is what I want to, you know, kind of do to, to bring it up to date to then turn this into, you know, a, a rental property to, you know, bring in some income um, or what have you. And then, like I said, turn it over to my son, you know, kind of when he's ready for it. And it's just been the hardest time to work with, you know, individuals that are service-based businesses, those people that are providing a service. And I, I just couldn't believe, you know, sitting down to with some of these contractors, working with them, I felt like I was, you know, a bother to them sometimes, Um when we would meet, you know, or they would be late coming in, you know, to the meeting and, and you wouldn't know why, or the follow through was horrible, you know, with talking with them. And so it just got me to thinking around that. And, and I think I wanted to record this because I, I, it was a, it's a gentleman that we've, you know, known for a couple of years and what have you, uh, lost contact a little bit, but he, you know, has come back into the picture and my mom has used him for some things. And so she, you know, kind of passed him over to say, Hey, he's over here doing my fence you know, get him to come over and, and do some work for you to kind of start your process of, of getting your house to where you want it to be. So this past weekend, he's finished my fence, he's stained it, all of those type of things. And so I'm kind of excited and I am hope I'm moving in the direction of saying I have someone that's going to be able to take me through the process of updating my house to get me where I want to, you know, be or what have you. And so I thought about recording this podcast to say, you know what, I want to talk about effective and efficient service-based businesses, it is time to level up. So I have uh, five things that I want to share with you all to kind of help you start to level up if you are a service-based business. And so I think these things are, you know, top of mind things that everyone should know if you are, you know, dealing in a service-based business, you want to provide the best customer service that you can possible. So let's jump into the five things that I think a service-based business needs to pay attention to when they are working with a potential customers. Because mind you, you you have not, you know, sealed the deal. You are sourcing these people out to see if they can, you know, uh, potentially be your clients and you want to provide them with the best customer service. So the first thing I want to talk about is the introduction. You know, so when you are meeting people, um, however you meet them, however you obtain your clients, I want you to be excited about working with them. You know, I, like I said, working with some of the contractors, I mean, they, they acted like, you know, I was bothering them. And that's something if you're providing a service, you don't want to make them feel like they are bothering you. OK, the initial meeting should be scheduled with the convenience of both parties Um you want to make sure you are inviting, you are detailed in your conversation. You want to make sure you clearly understand your customer's wants and needs. And you also, you want to spend time clearly explaining your services and what it will be like working with you. This is what you want to do when you are in that introduction stage. So you are, you know, basically, you know, I kind of, you know, compare this to when you are in that dating stage, you're meeting someone you are kind of, you know, flirting with them in a sense. And I'm not saying service-based business is what you should be doing, but you should understand what I'm trying to say is that you are trying to land this client 
And so you want to make sure you are welcoming and you're inviting to them and really explain to them and spending the time for them to kind of get to know you and what it will be like working with you. So I feel like that's the first thing. Your introduction is everything because it then kind of tells what the experience is going to be like once you continue on. And if you get to this next point that I'm going to bring up is make sure you send a quote or proposal. I know it depends on what type of service you're providing. Those are going to be different, but they kind of spell out the same thing. So basically when we're talking about sending a quote or proposal, this is something that clearly states the scope of work. You know, a lot of some of those contractors I talked about, you know, the, the, the sad part about we would have our initial meeting, we would talk, we would, I would tell them what I wanted. You know, they were even coming into my home, we were showing them around and, you know, this was before COVID hit. But after that, I could, I wouldn't hear from them, you know, and, and mind you not, my thing is make sure you are sending a follow-up, you are doing that and you're sending those quotes and proposals because that takes it on to the next step once you've done your introduction. So the quota proposal will have pertinent information such as the business you're actually doing the uh, work with. So who is who is providing that service? This will give their detailed services that they're going to offer, the price, the timeline, your payment schedule, all of that should be in your quote. If you're doing a proposal, you know, they might look a little different. So you might add a little more into a proposal. Um, and I'm not just talking about the design. I'm talking about the actual information that goes into proposals or quotes when you're sending them. So when you're looking at a proposal, you're looking at maybe the overview of the client's needs. So you might give them a little uh, bit of it at the very beginning of saying, hey, I hurt you. I know what you need. I'm going to break it down a little bit here at the very beginning. Um, then you want to go into your expectations. What what can they expect when they're working with you? What is it going to be like? What can you give them? Sometimes this is called the deliverables. Um, also, Inside of that uh, proposal, you want to give them a timeline, cost of service, as well as there's a contract that kind of spells out, you know, in detail of what you're getting that will provide, you know, kind of dates when they'll start, how long it's going to last, just expectations that they have of you as a client and what, you know, they can give to you as a, a service provider. So that's number two, make sure you have something that you can send to this client to say, hey, from our initial introduction, this is what I can do for you. This is what it's going to look like. This is what it's going to cost and make sure you send it. You know, the next thing, the third thing I'm going to talk about is the follow-up. So this this is all inclusive of sending that quote and follow-up of reaching out to them to say, hey, here is your quote that I said I was going to send to you. If you have any questions, let me know. So that's my next thing that I want to bring up is the follow-up. So you send that quote or proposal in a timely manner. And so when I say timely manner, I'm generally talking about within a week, unless you've stated something else um, in that conversation. Maybe you say you can get it to them sooner, or maybe you said it's going to take you a little longer because you have to do some research. And that's okay. It's just saying Stay within that time. Make make sure you are giving them what you said you're going to give them and when you're going to give them. You know what I mean? For some reason, if you can't meet that deadline, that's okay. Make sure you reach out to that person and say, hey, I know I was going to deliver the, uh, the quote or the proposal on this date, but I'm, I'm a little behind. I will get it to you by the close of next week if that's going to take that long. Whatever it may be, but make sure you're following up and you're telling them what is going on. You know what I mean? And so once you've sent that quote, 
set a time and a date and ask them, hey, can we meet? Can we follow up? I can go over this proposal. I can explain it to you. I can, you know, kind of answer your questions, what have you, so we can then be ready to move forward. You're trying to seal the deal. And that's all that's about you trying to seal the deal. So you're giving them as much as you can possible up front to be able to know that they say, you know what, if, if you're asking for $15,000, they're not going to hesitate because they're going to see the quality. They're going to see how effective you are being, how efficient you are being within your service-based business. And it's going to help for them to sign and they're not going to blink. You know what I mean? So it's, it's all what you do up front to kind of set all of that up. So when you present that price, whatever it may be, they're ready to sign on the dotted line and say, hey, when can we start? Because it's undeniable that I know that you can do the job. You have provided me with great customer service and we are ready to go. Let's get it done because I needed this yesterday. That's how you want that client to talk to you and, and you know, and, and go into working with you. They are super excited. You're super excited and you guys are ready to go. And so... My fourth thing is, once you have gone through all that, you have done the follow-up, you got them going, you got them signed. My next thing is, don't over-promise and under-deliver. So if you've put something in that proposal or on that quote that you know you can't do, don't put it there. You know what I mean? It might be you know, that you have to connect with someone else and you might have to outsource that portion of that job. That's okay, but don't over-promise and under-deliver with this, okay? If you cannot meet your deliverables, be honest. Let them know if they've asked you for something that you know you cannot do, you know what I mean? And that's where people start to partner and say, hey, you know what? This is where I bring in my um, subcontractors. They will be able to do X, Y, and Z. This person can complete this website while I write all the copy or what have you. Whatever it may be that you are doing, just be honest um, up front. And that will help you also move along the process of getting to the money, basically. Getting your contract signed and, and getting the job done. You know what I mean? If you can't meet the timeline, so say you've taken on a couple of clients and, and you're booked for a couple of months and you can't start the job for another two to three months, be honest, be upfront and let them know that. Don't have them just sitting kind of in limbo and you are not getting back to them and saying, hey, I can't start you and start this job until January of 2021. But they're sitting here thinking, I'm ready to go. I'm emailing you. I'm not hearing anything. And it just is it's because you're busy. It's because you have other clients that you need to kind of finish up before you get to the next job. Just be honest with what you have up front to then be able to provide the best service that you can for your potential clients. And so the fifth thing I'll point out is, you know, you've you have introduced, you've gotten to the point of them sending and getting a quote, they're reading over it, it's nicely done, everything is spelled correctly, you have hit it on the, the head, you have then followed up with the person, um, you have, you know, kind of set your your meeting to say, hey, I have questions for you. They have then signed that contract. Um, they are ready to send you whatever down payment you may need, whatever it is that you have requested in that proposal or on that quote. You have not overpromised, and you are able to deliver everything that you have. The next thing I want to say, and the last and final thing to the whole piece is be on time. And I'm saying if you have to come in person to complete this work, be on time. If they are waiting for you to update their website, edit their website, create a new website, whatever it may be, 
write some content, create some uh, creative strategies, whatever you provide, be on time with what you are delivering. Okay. That is that. Now I'm going to tell you, that's the biggest thing that kills me because if you're not on time, then you're not respecting and valuing what I have, what I'm asking for you to do those type of things. And you don't want to be that type of uh, service-based business. You don't want to be that person that is delivering, you know, in that manner, because you know that once you do that to someone, they're going to talk about it. They're going to share their experience or what have you. And it's going to make your business look really, really bad. So I'm telling you to be on time. If you're having to come in person, if you're doing meetings, whatever it may be that you're delivering, be on time. And then also, like I said, within your quotes and your proposals, you're setting timelines to get certain things done. So be on time with those. Now, I'm going to tell you, like I said, life happens, things happen. And most people will understand that if you tell them up front to say, hey, I know we were supposed to get, you know, page one of your website done um, uh, two weeks from the day we signed your contract. However, I'm a little behind. Um, I'm going to deliver it within, you know, another week. Give me another week. Meet that deadline. Don't have them waiting another week to two weeks past what you had to go back and say you can't meet. Make sure you come in and meet your deadline, okay? So that's the biggest thing. And then the final thing is complete your job on time, okay? Complete your job on time. If you told them that they were going to have their website up on, you know, on the web, on the web and everybody's ready to look at them because they, you have to think about it. They are, you know, ready to move on to the next steps or what have you. They want to get something done. And so I'm just using a website as an example because it's an easy thing that I could kind of point out, but they're creating their launch. So they are, are creating content around trying to, you know, get their website up, driving traffic. They're doing all that stuff in the background. So they're counting on you to meet your deadline. So make sure you complete your jobs on time. So those are five things I think that are very important. You know, when you're doing a service-based business, those are some things you have to kind of think about when you are working with clients. So going back over them again, it's the introduction that is, you know, is, is the first thing. Your second thing is send a quota proposal. Um, that, that's your scope of work, what you're going to be able to give your client. Your next thing is your follow-up. So once you've sent that, that quote, the proposal, be timely, get back with them, set meetings, do your follow-up there. And then once you've done that and you've given them all of that, don't over-promise and under-deliver. And then the last thing is just be on time. Whether you're coming in person to deliver a service or whether you are completing the job and you told them you were going to do X job by X date, make sure you meet that date. So those are very important to me. I had to, you know, kind of get this out of my mind just from the experiences I've gone through with, you know, working with contractors and everything. And I hope this information, you know, really helped you all. Um, there is a lot of great podcasts that have been recorded. I haven't been doing this that long, but um, I have, you know, interviewed a, some great people, done some just some one-on-one -on -one talks where you are just listening to me. So I hope that you go back to listen to other episodes of Creators Conversations. Of course, if you like this, if you've listened this far, please make sure you are subscribed so you can um, 
get the dings whenever I record again. Please share, please uh, comment as well, rate this podcast. And I just want to say thank you for rocking with me. And I hope you're here for the next episode of Creators Conversations.